where we promulgate that your physical, psychological, and financial health are your true sources of wealth that must be safeguarded and optimized to achieve long-lasting happiness. Here, we'll discuss tactics on how you may self-actualize to reach the pinnacle of authentic masculinity by embracing true libertarian principles, arming yourself with red pill knowledge, as well as implementing the most up-to-date holistic health biohacks to optimize your health. Stop being a blue pill sheep, being led to slaughter by big government and the court system. Become an awakened man. Here's your host, Gregory. Hello, everybody. This is Gregory, and welcome back to another episode of The Awakened Man. I hope you're doing well today. Today, we're going to continue our mailbag because um, I thought it'd be a good idea to answer some of these questions. And uh, I do have some calls out, and, and I haven't mentioned this in some time. I've been remiss in this. If any of you men want to be interviewed, or women, if any of you want to be interviewed on The Awakened Man, contact me through my Facebook message. Uh, Facebook messaging or go to the Awakened Man uh, Facebook page. That's where I'm gleaning these questions from and from DMs. And uh, you can come on. We we did an episode a couple, probably about two months ago, from a gentleman who was a, a pilot in Colombia, and he talked about his transitioning from blue pill to red pill and how <laughs> he said all the airline stewardesses were married, but they were all having affairs, of course. And uh, that that's kind of connected to one of the questions that we're going to cover today. And uh, we brought on a guy who who was really big into neotropics. And so if any of you want to come on and talk about your story or if you want to debate me, by all means, come on in. Come on in. All right. So we're going to do mailbag two. Let's get with it. Let's get it on. Number one. Is it true that all women are seducible? This is from a gentleman by the name of Johnny. Well, Johnny, look, we don't want to make absolute statements about anything. Would I say that... A lot of women can be seduced. Yes. Can all men be seduced? Pretty much yes. Of course. But I mean, come on. Come on. Men are denapped. And and I love I love like the the frumpy Christian man who's like, I would never cheat. Look, man, you don't look, if you're a frumpy dude who's not getting any attention, it's it's so easy to say that. And look, I'm glad you stick to your faith and you don't want to fornicate. I'm I I appreciate that. But Let's have, you know, 30, 22-year-old hotties throw themselves at you for a month, and let's just see how the temptation is. And I'm not saying that you would cheat on them, but let's. it's just easier to be so cavalier about these kind of things without having the temptation in there. Now, are most women seducible? First of all, let me say, I'm not saying that I could seduce all women. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that certain men could get a lot of women in bed. Now, look, let's do the bar analogy. So if a good-looking woman, just beautiful woman, comes into a bar and propositions 30 men, single, married, whatever, hey, let's have sex. I won't tell anybody. I don't know your name. You don't know my name. Let's just go Let's go bang. 27 of those men would do her. It's just the way we're wired, right? We want to spread our seeds. She's beautiful. We just get denapped, dicknapped, and so forth. And there might be some men who are like, oh, I'm so scared, you know, or they're just very religious, right? And they, they stick to their convictions, which is great. Now, if a woman, if I should say, I'm sorry, if a really good looking man, some Italian model walks into a bar and propositions 30 women, you know, I'd say probably married and single. I'd say maybe if he works on her, uh, maybe 50%, but certainly it's going to be a lower percentage. 
That being said, women, all women are seducible. And, and, and look, I, I don't want to spend too much time on this because there's a lot of nuance on this. Uh, but certainly the PUA guys know that the master of the negging, you have to be pretty good looking. You have to be pretty charismatic. You know, if you're like some some dorky incel walking like, uh, let's go bang, you know, clearly she's not going to give you the time of day. Uh, so think of like, you know, it's easy to do movies because you don't know my brother, George. So it, it's easier to look at movies. Let's look at like Ryan Gosling from Crazy Stupid Love, that movie that came out 10 years ago where he's a player and he eventually, of course, falls into the plantation with Emma Stone. If you're somebody like that, yeah. And one of the, the, the one of the things about women is you got to understand, and, and there's this pretty prevalent belief that married women are easier to bang than any other woman. And I would say that's not true. I would say middle-aged, invisible women, invisible year, uh, incel women are the, the biggest, easiest ones because they're just so desperate for attention. So 40, 50-year-old women who are the true incels in America, not the the dorky comic book guy from The Simpsons. It's it's all these women in their 40s and 50s who are desperate for female, I'm sorry, desperate for male attention. Uh, and, some, and sometimes they do go sapphic, if you know what I mean. Uh, they're, they're the ones that are easier to get. But let's like a typical 30-year-old. Um, look, if she's married and she's been married for some time, don't, 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 don't deceive yourself. The, the unrealistic expectations of disillusionments kicked in. And once that disillusionment kicks in and she realizes you're not the man she thought you were and so forth, and you're not mate guarding her and you're allowing to go to these bars or she's working and she's getting, um, hit on by my you know, attractive male coworkers. Um, that's when they start rationalizing, right? I deserve this. I deserve it. He's treating me differently. And then you got the law of propinquity that kicks in. And the law of propinquity is essentially the the more time a man and a woman spend with each other, the more likely that emotions uh, will ensue and then from there an affair. So I would say married women in a lot of ways are the easiest ones to seduce. So there's an old saying, right? Right drink, right time, right man. All women are seducible. And I think... Depending on the age, certainly if it's more of the tender thoughts who are 21 and you walk in with, you know, well-dressed, well-coiffed and and so forth and you have drinks together, you know, those women, because they've been raised in the sex-positive milieu, will probably bang you with no problem. Women in the 30s, 35s, you might have to work a little more, but uh, yeah, they're, they're all seducible. And then women at work, I mean, you can you can spot these women. And look, I'm not, again, I'm not saying all women will. There are good Christian women who wouldn't do it. But as we enter, and I mentioned this in the previous episode, as we enter a post-Christian world, why not cheat? I mean, this is the mindset, right? Because the main reason we didn't cheat is because thou shalt not commit adultery, you can burn in hell if you're unrepentant adulterer. Uh, but now that we live in situational ethics and so forth that we have today, it's like, why not? No one would find out. It wouldn't hurt anybody you start rationalizing. But yeah, I would say overall, if you have enough time and if it's a high SMV man and he's got he he plows his his trade on her given the amount of time, I'd say yes, most women are seducible. Absolutely. All right, number two. Financial advice. Uh this is a guy from oh, his name is Jerome, like the old early Catholic doctor of the church. Jerome, was it Jerome or Ambrose? I think Jerome was the one who translated the, the Bible from Greek into Latin. We call it the Vulgate. Jerome wants to know, he wants some financial tips on what he should do. Okay, well, look, uh, I think we have an episode here, so I'm not going to spend too much time on this. The number one financial advice is don't marry. <laughs> Simple as that. Because, uh, look, you're, you're going to have, 
uh, you know, on, on the superficial level, you're, you're having an extra person that you're going to have to spend money on. And since, since typically women marry men who make more than them, she's not bringing as much income in. And you have to understand from the female perspective, uh, your job is to provision her. And she's just going to be spending more money than you otherwise would. Most men as a whole don't spend a lot on wherever they live and what they do and on their clothes. And they're pretty content in a living kind of a Spartan frugal lifestyle. We're pretty good with our money. And this bears out if you look at the stats on consumer and student loan debt. And so the the biggest problem is marrying because marrying now she's going to be like, well, we need this, we need that, we need this. And and so women are not really that good with money. And now she's tapping into your money and spending your money. Uh, aside from that, of course, you know, go into an occupation that makes good money. And uh, we did that episode earlier about how if you start putting money away through compound interest uh, in your 20s, you know, $200 a month or whatever, you can end up having several hundreds of thousands of dollars by the time you retire. Uh, so I would tell you, definitely invest. Uh, I'm not going to give you specific advice on like stocks and so forth, but I would definitely say invest, put money away. There's that saying, live like a pauper in your 20s so you can live like a king in your 50s. So live within your means. Just live within your means. Have a credit card. Build up great credit, but pay off your credit card every month. Try to make good investments. If you have some money, some family money that you get early on, maybe invest in land, uh, you know, through Airbnb or buy some land, buy some houses. You can get that passive income. Um, do a side gig, side hustles. Again, pick the right degree so you can either make money, a lot of money in, in some business uh, climate or maybe uh, as your own entrepreneur. And uh, any money that you're making, again, pay off whatever outstanding debt you have and put the money, the rest into savings. Because, you know, the problem with a lot of men in their 20s is they, they want the sports car and they want the nice clothes because they want to bang women. And so they never, like, accumulate wealth. And uh, that's the problem. So you want to live like a Spartan man in your 20s. So all this money is going to pay out in your 50s and maybe you can retire young. And then at that point, you can have your boat and your sports cars and, and stop working and travel the world and just enjoy a great MGTOW life. So that's what I would say there. But uh, number one is don't marry. Number three, we have a guy. <clears throat> what's his name? Charlie. Charlie's 5'6". He's short and he is preoccupied with his height and he wants my take on this. Charlie, I cannot relate to you and I'll be honest because I'm 6'2". But I understand and I know the statistics on heightism. And actually, we have an episode here in, in, in The Awakened Man. If you go to Naturopathic Earth, the website, and just use a little search, uh, you can type in heightism. And it'll come up. I think it's around episode 160s, 170s. Or if you just, you know, go to your, your podcast right now and scroll down, you'll find it. Uh, look, taller men tend to get paid more. They tend to make more. They tend to breed better because we know women like taller men because they like to feel like they're taken care of. And also they want taller offspring. That being said, it's like worrying about being bald. If you guys don't know, I'm bald. It's one of these things or penis size. It's like one of these things that you can't control. So why are you going to stress over things you can't control? Just just own it, right? But with penis size, stay thin, right? And you can get implants, but they're really not going to do that much. Uh, and with, with balding, you know, just own it. Just shave it. Go, uh, you know, what's his name? Patrick Stewart. Shave it. Um, so with your height, don't let it be a crutch. They'll be like, oh, I'm sure this is why I can't get women or, oh, I'm sure this is why I can't make money. Well, look at Kevin Hart and Tom Cruise and other short people. They've made something of their life. Oh, yeah, but they were always famous. No, they weren't. Kevin Hart wasn't always famous. Tom Cruise wasn't always famous. They started out young. Go watch uh, 1981 Taps or The Outsiders with Tom Cruise and nobody in those movies. So I would tell you, certainly stay thin. 
get in shape. But don't be one of those short dudes you see at the gym that are all roided up and they look too weird because they're short. Just stay thin. You know, have like a soccer physique. And uh, work on your six sixes for you, not for the woman, but work on your six sixes. And make money, work on your self-esteem, work on yourself, work on your confidence, purge your demons, all these things. And just understand and just be like, okay, I'm sure this is going to maybe affect uh, my dating life. But uh, look, I mean, I there's a, there's a dude who lives down the street from me. And he was in the military. And he's short, maybe 5'7". His wife, who's in her 20s, they have a baby. She's beautiful. So you got her. So, I mean, look, you can't use an excuse. If you walk around like, oh, I'm short, and you don't carry yourself with confidence, certainly you're not going to get women. And, like, I'm not telling you to get women to get married. I'm just saying if you want, like, hookups or just somebody to date. You still have to carry yourself with confidence even though you're not tall. And, yeah, maybe, you know, you didn't, you weren't dealt out a great deck of cards, so to speak. But the question is, what are you going to do with it? You know, you can't change the fact that you're short. So what are you going to do with it? Turn the lemon into lemonades and work on yourself, work on your confidence, make money and do the best that you can with what you have. Last question we have today is from Anonymous. He wants to know what vitamins I take daily. Okay, look, in an ideal world when our food isn't tainted and we're not eating Franken foods and that, that are like overly caloried under nutrition, under nutritionally, nutritionalized, we wouldn't have to take vitamins. If we ate a perfect diet as a whole, we wouldn't have to take vitamins. But we don't live in that world. You know, our, our, we, we've talked about it here in The Awakened Man. If you go to the very early episodes, our foods are loaded with pesticides. We're just hormone disruptors and carcinogens everywhere. Our food is just crap. Our, our, our protein, our animals are all shut up with growth hormones and antibiotics. And it just, it just our food supply is filthy. So ideally, or eat organic, buy organic as, as much as you can, clean food, uh, grass-fed stuff. In terms of vitamins, uh, vitamin C is important uh, because we don't make vitamin C and low vitamin C, which we don't really have even nowadays. Certainly the sailors had it back, day in, back in the day in scurvy. Low vitamin C is not a problem. But if you go to the episode we did on vitamin C, uh, you'll realize why it's important to take it and how even there's studies that show that it fights cancer, fights heart disease. But there certainly take some vitamin C. I'd probably take 500 milligrams three times a day. Uh, That's what I normally do. And if I'm getting sick, I'll take more. And in the winter, I take more. It's a vitamin. It's a water. It's a water soluble vitamin. So you can't overdose on it. What else? I take vitamin D. Vitamin D is crucial. I think we have an episode here on vitamin D, especially in the winter because it's connected to your immune system. We have an episode of vitamin D connection to COVID as well. Most Americans are deficient in vitamin D. And I I just talked about it recently, the the seven toxins that we're we're exposed to. Uh, You should be taking vitamin D. I would take at least 5,000 IU a day, if not more, during the winter. I take magnesium. Uh, magnesium is responsible for a lot of electrical reactions in the body, right? Because the nervous system, it, it controls the heart, controls the stomach, peristalsis, all these things. And most Americans are low on magnesium. Magnesium I also take because it's a natural sedative. So I like to take it at night. You can do Epsom baths, right? That's magnesium sulfate. And uh, I would take magnesium. Uh, I used to take fish oils, but I don't because I, I've read the studies. And, you know, it's just as long as you're eating I, I, foods that are pretty high in it, I wouldn't take it. Uh, I take a microbiome pill and that's about it. Um, for men, I think it's important for men to take iron. I think it's important for men to take zinc, uh, but we should be getting this in our diet. And like I said, there, there, you shouldn't be one of these dudes 
who's taking 15 different vitamins a day because you're, if, if you're eating a good diet and yeah, I know our, our vegetables are, are rotten, but if you're eating a relatively good diet, you don't need to be taking all these things. On occasion, I do take a B complex. That's another water soluble vitamin. Uh, but uh, that's, that's really all that I take. That's really all that I take. So you can post in the, in the, um, over at the wake of man, if, if you think I should, there's other vitamins I should be taking. And look, we had that guy on from who talked about nootropics, things that, uh, you know, drugs, vitamins that biohack your mind. And he would certainly tell me to be taking a lot of other things. If you listen to Joe Rogan, he'd probably tell, tell me to take other things like, you know, psychedelics and so forth. Uh, but uh, these are the ones that I take. So, guys, that's all I have today. It's a short episode. As always, go to Naturopathic Earth. Go check out all the articles that we have. Donate some money through the PayPal link. Go check out my two books on Amazon, Confessions of an Obese Child and Revelations of a Weight Loss Warrior. Contact me if you want to schedule a call through clarity.fm. And please post an honest review here for The Awakened Man and my two other channels, Confessions of an Obese Child and The Female Holistic Health Apothecary. Until next time, take care. Thank you for listening to The Awakened Man Podcast. Find us on Facebook at The Awakened Man Podcast page. Subscribe and post an honest review on Apple Podcasts and consider donating to our crowdfunding account. And remember, freedom is better than needle. Until next time. Contributed to Nine Inch Nails.